Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hey everybody, welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. Today is a Faith Friday episode and we have been unpacking the Bible in the Faith Friday episodes for a little while now, but we're actually going to take a quick break from doing that this week and we're going to talk about relationships as it pertains to what does the Bible say about relationships, what are relationships supposed to be founded on, and just different truths that I'm learning about how relationships are supposed to be fostered within just really why God created relationships. So we are going to get back into the Bible next Friday. Next Friday, we'll go into the book of Proverbs and we'll unpack that over one, maybe two Faith Friday episodes. But for now, let's get into it. Let's talk relationships. And we're talking about this today because this is something that I have been working on. So I used to be the kind of person I was very quick tempered. I was very quick to be rude. I was very quick to, if you said something mean to me, I was going to say something six times ruder back. And that's something I've really, really had to work on in my journey with faith, because if you have, you know, just spent any time reading the Bible, you see just so much in there about how much God says we're supposed to love others, how much love covers sin, how much we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. you know, just all these things that, you know, you kind of grew up hearing, but really there's so much about them in the Bible. It's not just once or twice that God mentions we're supposed to love people and have good relationships. It's over and over again throughout every single book. So as I've been going through this journey of really just recovery, getting new relationships, new friends, all sorts of different things, I've really been trying to figure out what does the Bible say about relationships? Because ultimately that's what we should strive for. And so I was doing a quick little just search. I was really looking on YouTube, like what sort of videos are there out there about people who have really unpacked what the Bible says about relationships. And there was so much out there that talked about love and respect, like love and respect were the two top things that came up as just quick little subtitles. When you're looking at videos that are focused on what the Bible says about relationships. And one thing that I've really been meditating on is the concept that love covers all sin. So we want God to forgive us. And in order for God to forgive us, we need to forgive others, love others. We want God to help us. So we need to help others whenever we have the opportunity. It really is just this full cycle. God will take care of us if we take care of people that he gives us the opportunity to help, you know, all these different things. So I'm going to go through a few different verses about what the Bible says about relationships. And so Proverbs 17, seven says a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. It doesn't say a friend loves when it's convenient. It says a friend loves at all times. And I think that's a really good reminder that one thing I have been through a lot in my 20s is kind of fair weather friends or friends for a season and learning that really the friends are the ones that are there in the hard times, not just the ones that are there when it's easy or when you're doing well. 1 Corinthians 13 Verse four, seven, 
says, love is patient, does not envy, does not boast, isn't arrogant or rude, doesn't insist on its own ways, isn't irritable, irritable or resentful. Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay, so let's unpack that. Love is patient. One thing about me, I pray for patience almost every single day. So I have, I used to really struggle with road rage. Like I would be the kind of person I would honk at you. I would give you the middle finger. And now 2024 Madison, we don't do that. Instead, I'm in the car. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm running late. I'm stressing. I'm saying out loud, hey God, please give me patience and favor to make it through this traffic, to get to XYZ place, whatever it is. But ultimately the accountability, most of the time, if I am being impatient, it's because I'm running late, because I either overscheduled or I didn't give myself enough time. Like most of the time, if I look back, it's like I'm, I was consistently running late because I was not allowing myself enough time or I was overscheduling. All these things that I really had to unpack and change in order to not put myself in those situations as often. Okay. So it says love does not envy or boast, isn't arrogant or rude. Okay. So not jealous. You're not rude. You're not boastful. Like so many things that are honestly just really, really hard. Doesn't insist on his own ways. This is like saying that you should be the go with the flow person. And one thing about me, I would love to be the go with the flow person, but I'm not. And so that's something that I'm having to work on. And then it also says, isn't irritable or resentful. And resentfulness is one thing that I have really, really had to, had to work on. And so within AA, one big thing that they spend a lot of time on is just going through the process of helping you unpack character defects. And a big one of mine has been resentment. And so as I've been working through resentment, I've realized that I get myself stuck in this negative spiral where I will say yes when I want to say no. Then I end up being spread too thin. Then I think it's that person's fault that I'm spread too thin. And then when the time comes, I don't want to go. So I'm in a bad mood. So I make them uncomfortable because I said yes to something that I should have said no to because maybe I didn't have the time or maybe I just didn't have the energy this week or maybe I just really didn't want to go. Maybe it just wasn't something that interests me. And instead of being a people pleaser, I had to learn and realize this, break it down and only say yes when I really, really mean it. Because if not, I've learned that that leads to me being really resentful and that is not a character trait that I want to have or that I, you know, just, it's not a cycle I want to go through. I just want to instead have positive relationships with people I love being around and really just be somebody who is just always kind to others. All right, so 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. That's a really good one because sometimes it's so easy to ruminate on the problems that we forget there's so much good going on. If we just take a moment to acknowledge it, to be positive towards each other, to build each other up, to love each other, just all of those sorts of things. So let's talk about building healthy relationships. So what are healthy relationships? Healthy relationships consist of meaningful emotional connections, consist of relationships where you're not afraid to respectfully disagree. And I think this is a big one because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, we agree on everything. Like, first of all, no one agrees on everything. So somebody's pretending to agree or something, which is not a super great trait. Um, I can say I definitely used to do that. I would be the kind of person I would just agree to keep the peace. And ultimately it ended up with me having relationships with people that I didn't even really like. And it was like, why do I have these 
people in my life, you know? And so you should not be afraid to respectfully disagree. If you are afraid to respectfully disagree, then that maybe means that that person maybe isn't at the emotional level to be able to disagree. And maybe, you know, that relationship isn't for you at this point. There's also, you know, a big emphasis on quality time face-to-face as well as communication. And by communication, I mean, be a good listener and also don't make people guess. So, you know, the like women are kind of always known for being like, this is totally not to be like a woman thing, but we're a lot more likely to be like, what's wrong? Nothing. And like, we think that they should know why we're mad. And sometimes they genuinely don't know because they didn't realize that thing they did even pissed us off. And, uh, that's something that I used to struggle with, with my ex is I would think that he should know why I was mad. And now instead in my relationship I'm in now, if I have an issue, I'll just say, Hey, you did X, Y, Z. It made me feel this way. And I would appreciate if in the future you instead would do this. And taking the time to like communicate those couple things honestly just leads to so much more health in your relationship and the ability to just openly communicate because like in my relationship now we both do that we're both very we don't really like harbor any like ill feelings or resentment towards each other if we have an issue we just get it out on the table and then we move on so let's talk about uh, different relationships. So I'm going to share with you guys some of the ways I've struggled with relationships in the past and some of the things that I've learned. So with friends, I used to be the kind of person that whenever I left an an interaction or like a friendship time, whatever, I would worry about if they liked me and if they had fun with me, not the other way around. And it took me honestly until I was like 30 to realize that when I leave an interaction or like hanging out with a friend, I should be like, Hey, what did I think about that? Did I like being around them? Was I anxious around them? Did we have things in common? Did I like the conversation? Did they say or do anything that made me feel uncomfortable or not want to be there? Like instead look at it from your perspective instead of always being so caught up in, Oh, did they like me? You know, that sort of thing. So ways I've struggled with significant others is kind of, as I mentioned before, like being afraid or unsure of asking for what I want. And I think when I was writing these notes, I was like, okay, why was I afraid or unsure of asking what I wanted? And I think it was because I had a fear that I wouldn't get it. And if at least if I didn't ask for it and I didn't get it, I couldn't be that upset. But if I asked for it and I didn't get it, then it was even more upsetting. And that was like a deep little unpack for me where I had to have like a little reality check with myself of like, okay, wait, if I have this issue, why? Because obviously I want to get on here and I want to share, Hey, here's, you know, some issues I've had and why, but I have to unpack some of those for myself kind of real time as I'm sharing, sharing these with you guys. So one with family that I've struggled with is sometimes I will assume people are trying to irritate me rather than realizing people are usually all doing their best. And this is one thing that my therapist has really like brought to light for me is she, uh, a lot of times I'll tell things to her and she'll be like, well, do you even know that they did that to irritate you? Or did you even tell them that that irritated you? And I'll be like, well, no, but they should know. And she's like, 
sometimes you just have to assume that people are genuinely doing the best they can because the reality is most people are. Most people are not out to get you. Most people are not trying to get under your skin. Most people are not trying to like do all these things we think they are. Most people are genuinely just doing the best they can. We're all just a little bit different. So sometimes other people do things, do does things that get under our skin. They don't realize it. We don't verbal we don't verbalize that. We get passive aggressive, you know, and then it becomes this cycle. And so this is my encouragement to you that if you are caught up in that cycle, just take the time to break it, to be the bigger person, to acknowledge that, whatever you need to do in your life, if you can kind of resonate with getting caught up in that. So uh, boundaries decrease resentment. And so whenever we're talking about boundaries, I'm going to give kind of the same example as before. So I now have a boundary where like, I kind of know how many things I can have scheduled each week. And I know if I have more things than that scheduled, I am not going to be able to show up as my best self to the things that I do have planned. So I need to stop saying yes when I want to say no, because that equals me being spread too thin. Then I show up to that event or that outing and I think it's that person's fault, then I'm not my best self. Maybe I'm rude. I make them uncomfortable because of something that I said yes to. And then the cycle repeats and yikes. And I had to realize this and break it down and really only start saying yes when I actually meant it. And I am a recovering people pleaser. It's me. So that's something I'm having to actively work on is sometimes people will invite me to things and I literally just will not be interested. And I have this friend who honestly, she does not have this problem. Like, and I appreciate that about her. Like if I invite her to do something and she doesn't want to, she'll literally just be like, Oh yeah, I'm just not into that. Like one time I was like, Hey, do you want to go on this hike? And she was like, honestly, I hate to hike. And I appreciate that she said that because I would so much rather her have said, I hate to hike than her be like, yeah. And then we get there and then she's miserable. And I'm like, this is a weird interaction, you know, like, and instead she was just like, no, I literally don't want to do that because I literally don't enjoy it. And I was like, cool. Honestly, what a privilege to just like be able to do that. And so that's something that I am really trying to embrace is just telling people the truth. And if I don't like something, instead of being like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to archery lessons. Like I don't like archery. I don't want to learn, you know, just be open and honest instead of trying to people please. And I also think that respect is a huge, you know, category of relationships and respect includes how you treat people when you're stressed or upset. And so this means not taking out your anger on people. And I used to think that extenuating circumstances were an excuse to treat people bad or drink or do drugs. I always thought I was the victim and you really have to just break out of that path, break out of that cycle and take control of your life and realize that life is happening for you, not to you. And that if you've given your life over to, you know, just the power of whatever God wants to do in your life, allow him to just direct your life and your path, then things are going to work out and you don't need to stress. And you also don't need to use a circumstances and as an excuse to treat people badly or take out your anger on them. And I'm saying this for me because that's one of the hardest lessons I've learned is uh, I talked on the last episode about codependency, which is literally the art of uh, saying, oh, I'm going to go home and have a drink because I had a tough day and X, Y, Z happened and that triggered me. And so now I'm engaging in self-destructive behavior because I don't know how to cope. Like it's just this cycle that I personally got caught up in so much when I was in my drinking days and that I have to like actively make an effort to not get caught up in now that I'm in recovery. 
Okay, so if this episode resonated with you, I made a little list of some things you can do if you're like, okay, yeah, um, I think I've got some work to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Here's a couple things. Number one, the easiest, the hardest, easiest thing you'll ever do. Only say yes when you mean it. Number two, communicate respectfully. That doesn't mean agree, be a doormat, do things you don't want to do. It means communicate all feelings and emotions in a way that's respectful and a way that makes sense to other people. Number three, focus on what the Bible says about relationships and love. And if you want to go back and listen to those verses at the beginning, you can do that. You literally can also Google or YouTube or Pinterest, like whatever your form of like how you like to consume is just type in like, what does the Bible say about love? And you can find videos or pens or reels or whatever you like. There's honestly just so much out there now that there's so many social media outlets and just different things like that. Okay. Last and honestly, best but hardest advice is pray over the relationships that you struggle with and pray for the people that you actively have to come into contact with that you're not thrilled about having to interact with. And I learned this in AA. Whenever I came into AA, I struggled with so much anger and resentment towards sometimes people that were still actively a part of my life. And I had to really look at this and say, why do I have this? I had to give that to God. I had to start praying for these people. I had to start praying over these relationships. And the craziest thing happened is when I did that, the anger and resentment slowly started to dissolve. The judgment, the guilt, the fear, the shame, all these things just started to resolve themselves as I started to pray for these things. And I was like, there's no way this is working. So then I tried it with other people or other situations and it just kept working. So it's my encouragement because I was not fond of this advice when I first got it. But now that I've given it a try, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at God showing up. If you just pray and you just give things over to him, like he really will show up for you, change your life, change your heart, change your resentments, all these different things. So I hope you guys enjoyed this Faith Friday episode. If you listened to this and you were like, oh my gosh, you know who would love this episode? My mom, my bestie, my sister, send to a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you loved this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.